Hi, this is Stephen Laddick. And I'm Kent McPhail. Welcome to What the M, the podcast about the mortgage default servicing industry. What the M is a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes dropping every other Friday. So, good afternoon, Mr. Laddick, and how are you today, sir? Would not be any better. Looking forward to a very nice holiday coming up. Finally, beautiful weather. Good to see you and hope to catch up with you over the holiday. Hey, I'm looking forward to it, I hope, as well. I mean, it, it is beautiful down here in sunny South Alabama, and it is also very hot, so make sure you pack accordingly. Summer has finally arrived. We had a long, long spring, and now it is hot. So for our listeners, this is going to be our season finale. And what we decided to do, as you all are aware, in each show, we will ask the question of the guest, if you could go back and sit down with a 20-year-old version of yourself, um, what advice would you give that young man or that young woman? And I know Stephen and I both have been fascinated by the the wide array of, of thoughtful advice and very interesting responses to that question. And so, anyway, this is going to be a greatest hits of that. And uh, here we go. John Dunnery. If you had a time machine and you could go back in time and sit down with a 20-year-old version of yourself, what what advice would you give that young man? Well, Ken, I don't know. I might be frightened to actually go back to the 20-year version of myself. Um, but if I had that opportunity, which is a you know, great question, I would probably tell myself to be ready for change. I think at a 20-year-old, I would not have anticipated the sheer amount of change that I would have undergone in my lifetime not just externally, but internally as well. And I would counsel myself to be very flexible uh, in both things that are going to happen to me and happen with me. Um, and I think that probably would have smoothed out quite a few of the wrinkles in my life if I had known that back when I was 20 years old. Yeah, that sounds like good advice for everybody. Marcel Breyer. If you could sit down with a 20-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give yourself? Learn algebra. <laughs> I'm toast. <laughs> I knew from an early age that I was going to do something that involved writing, speaking. You know, it's going to be a probably be a lawyer. And I thought, you know, I'll take the basics in math, but I'm not really going to worry about retaining I've used algebra at every step of my career. It's and it's and it's not actually that hard. Algebra is a really good deal, basic math skill to have. I don't recommend trying to get your arms around calculus or trigonometry. Never had to use those, but algebra, learn algebra. And and learn it well. So that was a that was a hard curveball. If you'd given me a thousand guesses, that's not one I would have come up with. So. <laughs> Amy Newman. If you had the opportunity to sit down with a 20-year-old version of Amy Newman, what <laughs> advice would you give that young lady? Um, so I would definitely say on a serious note, um, you know, all the hard work pays off. So it's definitely worth it. You know, put the time in. Don't take any shortcuts. Keep on doing what you're doing. Other things would be invest in this company called Apple. Be a really <laughs> good idea. Oh, don't wait so long to get a dog. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Myself, Stephen Laddick, the one program this season I did not listen to. All right. Well, and you know the wrap-up question always, which is, 
if Stephen Laddick could sit down with a 20-year-old version of Stephen Laddick, what advice would you give that young man? You know, it's funny. We ask this of every guest, and I'm always intrigued by their answers. And I never realized how hard it is to actually answer this question. You know, 20-year-old <laughs> self, I don't know. I, You know, I was 20 years old. I was at Penn State, and uh, I would tell myself, get more involved in different activities at the university. You know, go out, do more, spend time in more clubs. I, I was active at Penn State, but uh, I would say do more, broaden your horizons, get into a few more clubs, and, uh, you know, maximize your college experience. Go see and do as much as you can while you're there. You don't realize when you're at college and you're also working and you're trying to make your tuition and all, you don't realize how fast those four years go by and how fleeting it is. And uh, so I would say go, go experience, do more at college, join things, go see more, things like that. You know, those are, you know, four incredibly formative years in everybody's lives. And when you look back, and, you know, we've been out for 35 years, whatever, and it just seems like such a drop in a bucket, despite the fact of how formative they, those years were. Stan Middleman. If you had the opportunity to sit down with the 20-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give that young man? You know, it's interesting. I, so I, I was watching a show last night, and they asked uh, George Clooney that question. Um, and he, uh, they probably father, got it from us, no doubt. <laughs> I, I, I think that's possible. Uh, he may, and, and in an attempt to be humble, uh, he said, Well, I'm probably no wiser today than I was when I was 20, but I would probably have some experiences to just to avoid. And I, and I think that's probably the thing that I would say. But I would say, in general, one of the things that I was lucky enough to do was I had my mother say to me, at an earlier age than that, is that if you don't experience something, how do you know how you feel about it or how you think about it? I would encourage that type of behavior. Be involved, take some risks, see some opportunities. Don't be afraid to fail. Even your darkest fears and greatest hopes won't turn out as good or as bad as you hope. So make sure that you're swinging the back because you can't get a hit if you don't. Yeah, that's that. That was fabulous. John Bell. If you had the opportunity to sit down with the 20 year old version of John Bell, what advice would you give that young man? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I, I the 20 year old version of me, I have always been a very passionate person. I've always been, um, you, you know, someone that. Uh, um, that love process and procedure, but I will tell you if I if if I was to um, if I was to have a conversation, I would I, you know with with myself, I would say um, psychology and the reason why people make decisions. Uh, you know, if you understand that, the earlier sorry, the earlier you understand that in life, um, the more successful you're going to be. Because everyone has something that they want out of a situation or that they need, right? And someone is trying to figure out what, how does this either benefit something I believe in, or how does this, you know, how does this benefit, um, or a story that I can tell 
um, you know, that, that I feel passionate about. And I think if you find that out from the individuals that you are, um, you know, that you are trying to do a project with or increase a, um, you know, a percentage of sales or, uh, or make a sell to, I think that, um, that I wish that I'd learned that at an earlier age. Uh, and then the other thing, of course, is probably one thing that everyone says, and that's smell the roses along the way, right? Because, uh, you know, life is fleeting. And, uh, you know, if, you, if you're a, a, a fan of football and watch, you know, Monday Night Football, you know, you, that certainly played, you know, before our very eyes on just uh, how important life is. And, and uh, you know, one one play can take that away at any given time. So, um, you know, enjoy life while you have it and uh, enjoy what you do. So, um, and hopefully you hear that from me. I love loan guarantee. I love our veterans. I love serving. And I uh, hope that we continue to progress this program. That's tremendous. Rick Sharga. Rick, if you had the opportunity to sit down with the 20 year old version of yourself, what would you tell that young man? What kind of advice would you give him as he's charting his course? No pressure. No. And, and I, I, you know, I, 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 we were talking before we started recording and, and, and I, I, I always categorized myself as an accidental tourist in this market because the first half of my career, I, I spent doing marketing for technology companies really didn't pay any attention to real estate or, or mortgages you know, much less foreclosures. I didn't know what that was. I thought it was something Snidely Whiplash did on the old Dudley Do-Right cartoons. Um, I, I, I might I might have advised my younger self to pay more attention to things like real estate and finances uh, in in my in my earlier years. Through dumb luck, uh, fortunate enough to at least start putting away retirement funds at an early age. But I, I probably would have paid a little bit more attention if I had uh, had it to do over again. Uh, in, in, in things like investment uh, strategies for, for my younger self um, and and uh, encourage people to do that, do the same uh, with, you know, if, if they're young enough to do that now or, or with their kids. Sage advice. Our esteemed co-host, Mr. Kent McPhail. If you could sit down with the 20-year-old version of Kent McPhail, what advice would you give that young man? So... The advice that I would give that young gentleman, you know, sketchy young guy, is that, you know, one of the things that I've learned throughout life is that you can learn something from everybody. There is art everywhere around you. And and I'll give you an example of this. When I grew up at one point, beautiful front yard down to this little lake, and it had a bunch of dogwood trees. And my parents decided they were going to put a little swimming pool in. That was you know, they were like high living at that point for their for their teenage kids. <laughs> anyway, this gentleman came in and it was like a backhoe. And I sat up on the porch and I watched this guy maneuver and weave this big, heavy piece of equipment in and out of these fragile, beautiful South Mississippi dogwood trees without as much as scratching a single tree. And it's like my point is that that guy he is an artist. He, the, the skill that he approaches that with. And I see that in all walks of life and anybody that focuses on what they do to be the best at what they do. And, you know, all the way down to if my air conditioner breaks at the house and a repairman shows up, I'm going to follow him around and I'm going to ask questions 
so I can learn from them. And uh, of course, they may they probably roll their eyes, but consequently, I'll learn enough stuff so that next time the air conditioner breaks, I'm like I go through like five or six steps or whatever before I even pick up the phone to say, no, it's not this. No, it's not that. So, yeah, I see art in people. And and I guess the last thing I would have said to Kent and Kent still relearns this lesson repeatedly in life, and that's strive to not prejudge people. Inevitably, when you do, you get it wrong. And whether it's some lawyer that's like, yeah, he doesn't really look like he's got his whole game going on, and then he boxes your ears and makes you look like a chucklehead or whatever, or just across the board. One example of that, I was looking for some wiring for a particular thing on a boat that I was working on. And I went into Home Depot one morning and there was this young lady that was in the electrician aisle. And, you know, I just kind of passed right by her looking for one of the old electrician guys and then finally got somebody. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then he calls the manager and and the manager comes over, the whole store manager, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And finally, the manager says, let me get the person that can help. And he gets on the phone and calls the person. And the person that shows back up, that is the person I needed, was the little young lady that I walked right past. So mm-hmm. don't prejudge people because you, you just don't know what they bring to the table. Gina Daya. If you could go back and sit down with a 20-year-old version of yourself what advice would you give that young lady? Great question. Um, I think when I was in my 20s, I thought I had so much time in the world to figure things out. And your life really passes you by. The years and the days and the months just go by faster and faster. So I think if I was 20 years old, I would probably tell myself to buckle down and go to law school and get it over with and not take a break and just get through it. I wanted to, once I graduated college, figure out what I wanted to do in life because I didn't necessarily have the best direction. So I took a lot of breaks to try to figure that out. Um, And then time just got away from me. So I I probably would have ended up going going to law school. I would have been one of you, Kent. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, time time does go awfully quickly. So I believe I know that. Dave Van Horn. If you had the opportunity to go back you know, time machine, go back and sit down with the 20-year-old version of Dave Van Horn. What advice would you give that young man? Wow. <laughs> I guess it depends in what way, right? I guess I guess the biggest thing that I've learned in recent years is, and a lot of it's through coaching and mentoring that I've had, is, you know, focusing on what you do best and also leverage. So I, I was in a, a, a big CEO group called Birthing of Giants out of New York. And my one coach, Lewis Schiff, would always ask us, you know, what's the one thing you're going to leverage in the next six to 12 months that's going to catapult the business? And he didn't say five things or 25 things. He said, what's the one thing? So the one thing that's interesting about that question is, uh, you know, what would I do over again? And I know for me, I guess the biggest thing is, focusing on what I'm best at or focusing what the business is best at. And the second piece would be what one thing can you leverage? So I had some coaching and mentoring and and that was a question that they would always ask me is, you know, what's the one thing that you can leverage that'll catapult the business uh, in the next six to 12 months. Now you could also say that about your personal life too. What's the one thing that'll catapult 
me personally in the next six to 12 months. But this mentor of mine would ask me that same question every couple months. And the answers would change based on where you were with your business or where you were with your personal life. You know, sometimes you're le- trying to leverage technology, could be new hires, could be education, could be capital, could be a JV partner, right? There's all different things we can leverage that'll help catapult our businesses. So I think, uh, I didn't know that at age 20, you know, I was definitely much older before I shifted my focus. And even PPR in the beginning, we tried to be good at a lot of things instead of focusing on what we were best at. And it just took a while to figure that out. So I'll tell you that we have a law firm retreat this weekend, uh, our management group, and that's going to be definitely on the agenda. So thank you for the advice and question. Jerry Mavilia. Jerry, if you had an opportunity to sit down with the 20-year-old version of yourself, what sort of advice would you give that young man in retrospect? I think in retrospect, be courageous. Don't fear hard work. Be the hardest worker in the room. And I would say, um, you know, hard work doesn't get unnoticed. Hard work usually attracts a uh, a solid, a great mentor and um, a mentor that's going to steer you in the right direction in your career and someone you may end up succeeding. So I would say be resilient, be the hardest worker in the room and um, stay the course and it will get noticed. Well, that is fabulous advice. Taniqua Green. If you had an opportunity to go back and sit down with the 20-year-old version of yourself, what sort of advice would you give that young lady? I love this question because it really made me think. And I know I will start off with saying, give yourself some credit. You know, you take care of everybody else. At some point, you're going to have to remember to take care of yourself. Don't play down your strengths for the sake of someone else's comfort. I've done that so much in my career. I've always been the voice for others, but never been the voice for myself. So I'm starting to walk in that and own that for myself. And I love it. And lastly, I will say you will experience career disappointments along the way. But trust me, where you land will be exactly where you're supposed to be. And you'll love it there. That's uh, that's fabulous advice. In my life, there have been several doors that have closed that I thought were the exact doors that would have made everything. And they made all the difference in the world in a positive way that they were closed. One door closes, another door opens. Brooke Sanchez. If you had the opportunity to sit down with a 20-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give that person? All right. So what I would probably say is to focus more on my studies so I could have the academic credentials to have full paid law school scholarships and not take out student loans. So, um, you know, I didn't come from a family with a lot of money, so I had to take out student loans. And I, you know, I think, and maybe this is just me trying to fool myself. I just don't think there was as many scholarships back then. You didn't hear about people getting full rides to undergrad and law school, but had I put in the work, I think I would have been able to do that. And to not have student loans, I think would have benefited me throughout 20s, 30s, and even today. Yeah. Sound advice. Indeed. Emily Chavarriaga. Jackie Vasquez and Rosalie Escobedo. Emily, if you had the opportunity 
to go back in time and sit down with the 20-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give that young lady? Honestly, it'd be party more, Emily. You <laughs> think you're having a good time right now? Make sure you are hitting it even harder than you are right now. <laughs> in right, well, that, that is a first on <laughs> Because to we me, mentioned this was Latinas. Yeah. <laughs> Dance the night away because honestly, I truly believe it is about living life to the fullest, mm-hmm. meeting as many people as you can, understanding their life stories and making that all part of like the thread that makes you who you are. So so my twin sons that are in their 20s are going to listen to this <laughs> and they're going to say, see, Emily said to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Rosalie. So I don't know why I read this the wrong way, and I'm going to go ahead and just like answer it this way because I've never heard this question before. But um, I read it as though in 20 years from now, like uh, what do you hope oh, to? Ac- yeah, what do you hope to accomplish, or like what would be that legacy, right? And so I was like marinating on this last night, and I really feel like you know my ultimate goal is that when I get to heaven, God will say, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." Mm-hmm. And so. I live everything to that and that I will fight the good fight of faith and that there will be a legacy that's left behind me. And I want some pioneering moments like in the state of Texas, we have Myra Flores go to Congress. We have Monica De La Cruz that's in Congress. We have Anna Paulina that is in Florida. And these are a lot of young Latinas. I think Monica De La Cruz actually has Selena in her office in the U.S. Congress, you know, her office. And so I love that level of representation. I think dream bigger, do amazing things. You know, uh, some of the news that I shared was the first Latina CEO, um, you know, uh, Patty Arviello in our industry. Yeah. She got a business business school school named after her and she's the first Latina of that time. And so I know that may sound like, oh my gosh, you may be delusional or you're out there, but I really feel like sky is the limit. God has favor on my life. I don't know where that end goal is, but I'm excited to see what that is. And the thing I would say to 20 year old self is number one, get your freedom. Like do not be tied to relationships that do not work for you. Get your freedom adventure and ask for what you want. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Whoa. The pressure's on you. We've got party on. We've got. Yeah. <laughs> and Emily's a futurist, so she can definitely go forward. <laughs> yeah, party, change the world. Exactly. Hey, no pressure at all. No pressure for no pressure. me. Well, when, uh, when I read that question, uh, I was thinking, I was like, where, you know, my 20 year old self, I was already a mom. Yeah. I was already fighting and and working hard for my for my daughter i just had i had kaylee her name is kaylee she's gonna listen to this and she knows i'm like super proud of her uh i became a mom when i was 19 so by 20 my focus was just her and i was just working hard and my mindset was you're gonna get to be you know better you're gonna get to be because of her that girl, I think she saved my life in so many aspects. Um, I was, I didn't get to party like Emily. <laughs> I didn't get to do a lot of things because I was already a mom and I had that, um, I had that priority in my life. So I would say, you know, to that twenty-year-old Jackie's, go for it. You're gonna do well. And that little girl is is graduating next month with her bachelor's degree in psychology from UNT. And then wow. she's going for her master's. Congratulations. So thank you. Yeah. So it's it's been awesome to kind of grow with her because I feel like she has been that that rock 
uh, for me. And then, you know, at 21, my second daughter came along, which is Ashley. Ashley's a feisty little <laughs> Latina, but she's a leader. She, mm-hmm. that girl will be, you know, like Rosalie. I can totally see Ashley be <laughs> just like Rosalie, which I've been trying to push her for that. Oh, so I, I would just her. say that, you know, like I want them to, I want to, I want to show to them that they can do and achieve anything they want to achieve. I, my parents brought me to this country for a reason, and now I see it, and I see it on them that they can they can achieve anything they want to achieve, and then I want them to go higher and bigger than me. I don't mm-hmm. want them to ever stop, and I want them to also know that I'm right behind them 100, percent and that there's no there's no limit, right? Yeah, it's an so inspirational good. story. Yeah. I mean, you know, as a, a young mother at 19, you could have gone two different directions, oh, yes. and clearly you've grown and again an inspiration to people and and all of you for that matter i mean this is uh it's been a blast it's a very inspiring note to end this on (laughs) so steve i gotta tell you this has been uh this has been a lot of fun this season i mean i think we've covered a lot of territory uh i've gotten a lot of positive feedback from people about the way the show has been in terms of the informality of it the information about the default servicing industry. And I just got to tell you, I've had a blast and working with you in particular. Oh, this has been so much fun. It's been great working with you. I, the quality of the guests has been really, really just phenomenal. I mean, think about the things I've learned just from an economic standpoint, from a diversity standpoint, from getting to know a lot of people I didn't know that well, to getting to know them better, to hearing about the foreclosure world, to hearing things that are of interest to everybody that works in the default field. It's just been a lot of fun doing this. And for a first season, boy, each episode just kept getting better and better. And I'm looking forward to season two. Yeah. I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. The thing that I'm most struck by was just the the quality of the guest and how intelligent the people are in this industry and just some very, very brilliant people. And, you know, I say this only half joking, but, you know, I'm sometimes I feel like I'm playing checkers and they're playing chess or three dimensional chess. And it's uh, yeah, it's it's, it's been a, a great, great season. And like you, I'm really looking forward to one taking a few months off. Uh, we're going to we're going to knock off for the summer, but then we'll we'll kick back in in September at about the same time as the five star. But I got to tell you, it's just been a it's been a complete blast. And a big thank you to the audience out there. It is really cool to see how many people are starting to recognize what the M podcast have listened to it. Some of the comments I've received at the conferences and everything. It's really cool. It's really neat to see. And please, even though we're taking the summer off, any audience out there, if you have suggestions, if you have topics you'd like to hear, if you have guests you'd like to suggest, please let us know. Yeah, I agree. And, and again, a big thank you to all of the the guests that agreed to come on to our podcast. And uh, we appreciate it. And we will get with you guys in the fall. Have a great summer. Have a great summer. And one last big thank you to everyone at Kent's office who's been editing this and making us sound so good. Perfect. Have a great day, sir. If you like what you hear on our podcast and want to hear some more, please rate, review, and subscribe to What the M on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to visit with us on social media, we can be found at What the M Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you.